Hello, and welcome to Grim and Whim, unnerving tales to haunt, mystify, and spark curiosity. Let's be curious together. Today we will be looking into the unsolved case of Edgar Perez Cheres, an American mechanic who was kidnapped in Mexicali, Mexico, and hasn't been seen since January 4th 2023. This ongoing case is very bizarre because it's already pretty rare when men are abducted, but he was also taken at around 11.30 a.m. in broad daylight. And so the circumstances surrounding this case and other similar abductions of American citizens in Mexico, which I will talk about near the end of this case, um, it's making visiting certain areas of Mexico more risky. And before we get into the story, let's start by reviewing the FBI's current poster as well as the timeline for this case. So Edgar is a biracial man with both Caucasian and Hispanic heritage, and he is also bilingual. He speaks both English and Spanish. He was born in California on March 22, 1988, and Edgar often went by the nickname Polvo, or sometimes Polvos or Polvito, which is the Spanish word for dust. And I looked into where the nickname might have originated from, where it might have come from, but I didn't find much information um, from his friends and his family about why he was given that nickname. His physical description and pictures on the FBI's website show that he is five foot five, around 187 pounds, brown hair, brown eyes, lighter skin, and then from pictures, I found his hair was kept quite short, and he also maintained a mustache and a goatee. There aren't a lot of pictures available, but in the picture released to the public, Edgar is wearing a chain, um, a t-shirt and a hoodie, a ball cap, and a friendly smile. He seemed like a really friendly individual. And unfortunately, as we get further into this case, um, there really is a lack of information about him, and I'll discuss that a little bit further. Some other um, interesting details about Edgar is that he has several tattoos throughout his arms, his neck, and his body. There's one very prominent tattoo that's on the right side of his neck, um, but it was kind of hard to see what exactly it was. Um, but then he also does have on his wrists um, the word Angelina on the right wrist and the word Antonio on his left wrist. He made a living as a car mechanic. And before we get into the timeline events that led to Edgar's abduction, I did just want to clarify that the person that we're talking about Edgar Perez Cheres. He's not the same person as Edgar Cheres, who is a flyweight professional MMA fighter from Mexico. 
And since they did have similar names and they both had Hispanic heritage, I did want to make that clear um, because while I was doing research on Edgar Perez Cheres, this MMA fighter, Edgar Cheres, popped up a lot during my research. And while I don't follow MMA, there could be other people who do follow MMA fighters, and I don't want to confuse anyone. Um, and I also believe that Edgar Cheres, the MMA fighter, he's an actual citizen of Mexico, while Edgar Perez Cheres, who we're discussing today, um, he's a U.S. citizen. So with that out of the way, let's discuss what is known about Edgar's disappearance. So very little is known about the days leading up to when Edgar had vanished. And when I researched more about, you know, Edgar's background prior to his disappearance, I found it very difficult to find relevant information that would help this case. Um, he does not seem to have any social media presence. I looked, um, tried to look him up on Instagram, um, on Twitter, on Facebook, and the MMA fighter who I was talking about before would often pop up, um, but not Edgar, who we're talking about today. Um, he also doesn't have a criminal record that I was able to find. There was no information in the articles about where he worked as a mechanic. So I don't know if it's like, you know, a, like a brand, you know, like a big brand place like, you know, like a Dobbs or a Jiffy Lube or, you know, whatever. Or if it was more like a mom and pop shop or more of a smaller business. Um, or if he was, you know, like a freelance, like if he did um, have his own business. There really wasn't a lot of information. And then um, as far as his family and friends, they have not made any media appearances or spoken as to why he was in Mexicali, Mexico the day that he vanished. And it's still very early on in the investigation, so it could be that authorities are trying to keep some information quiet and um, there could also possibly be a language barrier. Um, but typically, families and loved ones are encouraged to discuss, you know, some details about the missing person to hopefully engage the public in the discussion and search for that missing pup um, for that missing person. And so I don't know if friends and family are just being more private because maybe, Edgar Perez Cheres, maybe he was a more private person. Um, like I said, he didn't have a social media presence, so it could be that he was a more private person and perhaps his family, maybe they're also more private. And it could also be that they don't trust authorities. They very well could not have a good relationship with the authorities. And so maybe they've given some information, but they don't feel comfortable um, doing a whole lot more than that. Um, we really don't know. And hopefully more information will be revealed later on. But right now, like I said, there is very little to go off of. That being said, the authorities do know that 
Edgar had ties to both Brawley, California, Calexico, California, and then Mexicali, Mexico. So he must have visited these areas frequently. And according to a Spanish language newspaper named El Imparcial, I don't think I pronounced that correctly, I'm, I apologize. But basically, what the newspaper was saying is that Edgar was seen, um, was last seen leaving a home in the Pueblo Nuevo neighborhood in Mexicali, Mexico. And he was driving a red Honda CRV. And that was the last time his family knew of his whereabouts. He was believed to be grabbed by unidentified suspects near the corner of Tabasco Avenue and Enchilpancingo Street in Mexicali, Mexico on January 4th. And this was just before noon, so in the middle of the day. And according to authorities, a white late model Ford F-150 is believed to be involved in Edgar's abduction. There are CCTV images of this white Ford truck, but the license plate was not visible in the image. And whoever took Edgar orchestrated the abduction to be quick, and they knew what they were doing. In 2023, there have been several other U.S. and Mexican citizens who have been taken while in Mexico, including Maria del Carmen Lopez, a 63-year-old woman who resided in Pueblo Nuevo, Mexico, and her whereabouts are still unknown. The FBI has offered a reward of $20,000 for any type of information that could help them find her. Then there were four U.S. citizens who went missing this year, and their names are Latavia Ortay McGee, her cousin Shahid Woodard, and then their friends Eric James Williams and Zindel Brown. The border in Mexico today, and it comes, of course, after those four Americans were kidnapped, two of them shot and killed. Well, today, five alleged members of a notorious cartel tied up and left in public right at the scene of the kidnapping for all to see. And authorities believe it was the cartel itself handing over those five suspects. A note left on the windshield, the cartel apologizing for the deadly attack on Americans. And late today, the bodies of those two Americans who died in the attack arriving back in the United States. ABC's Matt Rivers in Mexico City again tonight. So as you could hear in the news clip, um, on March 7th, the authorities did find the four American hostages and two of them, um, Shahid and Zendel, were actually killed in a shootout. The chaos caused by the cartel has been increasing and many people believe that they could be involved in Edgar's case as well. So as far as the timeline, that's really where it ends for right now. So let's go into the theories and see if we can unpack what authorities are thinking and what the public is thinking as far as Edgar's whereabouts. Right now, the main theory is that Edgar was likely taken by members of the cartel. 
And like you heard in the video I played, the cartel members have even taken responsibility for kidnapping Americans. And the likelihood of Edgar being um, possibly involved with the cartel or, you know, taken by the cartel is very high. Um, the cartel activity has been increasing. And then we also know that Edgar did spend time in Mexicali, Calif uh, sorry, Mexicali, Mexico. Um, and he went back and forth between Mexico and California quite a bit. And so him being a more private, you know, person, we can't really speculate, you know, because there's just not a lot of information yet. But it could be possible that maybe he had ties to the cartel. Maybe he even um, could have possibly been mixed up in some, you know, not great business. Um, and then there's always the possibility that he just enjoys visiting Mexico, has friends there. And perhaps while staying at a friend's house when he was leaving, um, he was just randomly abducted. It could be completely random. And that's the thing is that we just don't have all that information yet. And so it's really hard to say one way or the other. But um, the fact that he was taken in broad daylight is very suspicious. It means that the people who abducted him, they knew what they were doing. And the cartel's activity has been increasing. Like I said, more and more U.S. citizens are going missing. So could Edgar have fallen victim to a similar fate as the other U.S. citizens um, that were captured this year? It is possible. And we really won't know more until the information is released. So like I said, that is the main theory, what most of the authorities and public are kind of leaning towards. But of course, it is all speculation. And, you know, everybody's trying to kind of piece together what they think based on the information that we have. And there's a lot of gaps in this information. So hopefully we will learn more. But until then, another theory that we could possibly speculate on is that maybe he ran away. Um, it is unlikely, but he is a grown man. And if he wanted to disappear, he has the right to do so. Um, some look at this theory only because of the fact that he is a more private individual. We just don't have a lot of information from his family from his friends it doesn't seem like he really had any social media presence um so more private and it could be that maybe he wanted to just go off the grid and simply leave his life behind in california and go to mexicali mexico and then never come back however there really isn't much evidence or motive as to why he would just simply up and leave. And it just doesn't make a lot of sense. It's a possibility, of course, but the cartel theory is definitely more in the lead in terms of evidence because we do have, you know, that CCTV image of someone who looks like Edgar being 
you know, dragged away um, by this white um, Ford pickup truck. The final theory is that, you know, it could possibly be a serial killer. It could be someone who just randomly picked Edgar um, and Edgar was met by foul play. And this could be a serial killer that has no connection to the cartel and, you know, isn't part of any kind of organized group. But what makes this unlikely, sort of like the running away theory, is that there is CCTV footage that is showing more than one person um, grabbing this person who looks like Edgar. And while a serial killer is always a possibility, um, and maybe it's a person who worked in a, in a team of two, um, the statistics are pretty low and serial killers are very rare. And so the authorities and the public really aren't focusing on the serial killer theory or that he made himself disappear. Um, only because so much of the information that we do have is pointing towards some kind of organized group taking him. So as of right now, the FBI is still hunting down possible leads to Edgar's whereabouts, but they need more information for their investigation to be successful. And the FBI is offering a reward of up to $10,000 for any kind of information that would be helpful in leading to the recovery of Edgar Perez Cheras and the identification, arrest, and conviction of the individuals responsible. But since it is so early in the case, um, this reward could change. Um, as I'm reporting it right now, um, it's you know May of you know 2023. Um, but who knows, a couple months could pass by and the reward could be much higher or we could possibly have um, more information. We could have a cartel member come forward. Um, so much could change in you know, just a matter of months. And um, that includes the reward that could change as well. But if you have any information, please contact the FBI's toll-free tip line at 1-800-CALL-FBI. Um, you can also contact your local FBI office, the nearest American embassy or consulate. Um, and you can also always submit a tip online at tips.fbi.gov. And um, like I do with any type of missing persons case, I will always just put this information in the um, detail section on the podcast and so you can find it there as well thank you so much for joining me it's goodbye for now but i hope to haunt you again soon